0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The show this is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. A show I'm glad you did. I am so excited uh, for today's episode. We have a uh, two members of a fantastic uh, band that I, um, you know, I, I discovered these these guys when um, the PR company they're working with, Trend PR, sent me over. Uh, the press kit and whatnot, and uh, Amanda Blyde over there, she's the director of publicity, she, she, I've worked with them a long time, a few years now, and she knows me, and she knows she knows that I like a wide um assortment of, and, and different genres of music and whatnot, but there's, you know, I always tell people, in a, I'm trying not to be snarky or whatnot, I, people ask me what kind of Music I listen to, and I'm like, I like good music, you know. And I want to slap myself when I say that, um, just because it's, it's really a lame thing to say. But I, it, it is true. And, you know, this band, they're called Little Galaxies, and they blew me away. Blew me away. I sat and listened to the entire uh, album and uh, went on a YouTube uh, expedition of um, listening to their tracks and just spent the entire afternoon painting away and listening to their music, and I was just enjoying that ride very much. So it, I'm very, very excited uh, to have Amir and Gina on with us today. And so, without further ado,
2: hey, guys, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Hello. We're, we're doing well. Thank you. Very yeah, cool. Very picture.
3: cool.
1: Yeah, I you know, it is, um, you guys are fantastic. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you know this already, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, there's a couple, I remember a couple key moments, and I'm not in the music business, I'm a painter by trade, I paint pictures for a living, and um, been doing that a long time, but I've always really been into music, of course, and I, I grew up in Metro Detroit, and everybody I knew growing, growing up um, was in a band, or wanted to be in a band, or tried to form a band, I actually remember sitting like 10 of my friends down and trying to explain to them. I'm like, guys, it's great. You guys want to be in a band, but somebody has got to learn a different instrument than the guitar. You can't have 10 <laughs> guitarists and no bass or drum. You know, I get it. Yeah. You all I'm want wrong. to be the next Randy Rhodes, but you know, you, you gotta come on. Um, but there's been a couple times in my life, one i remember driving and i heard or, uh this is back in the, the 90s i heard nevermind by nirvana turned mm. my car around went to a record store bought the cassette and mm-hmm. um yeah i was just i'm like this is important you know this this is this is i i have to be a part of this. um another time i was in a club a weird club in denver uh colorado all places and uh, we walked in, and I heard The Killers for the first time. And I'm like, wow. Mm. Fine. At that particular moment in history, I was like, this is this is needed. This is needed. And I got to tell you, mm. when I heard Great. you guys' um, music, your, your album, like, I had a very similar experience. I was like, this is important. This is a good band. And That's uh,
2: amazing. Thank so you. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not just saying it. it, it it's very true. Um, it needed a, a good needed band. I needed this sound in my life. <laughs> so very very cool. That, that's um,
2: amazing. You know. That's...
1: So how did you guys? You guys are out of Venice Beach. I don't know much about that's... Venice Beach. I lived in Southern California for a couple of years, uh, about ten years, about ten years mm-hmm. ago. I haven't been out there in a long time. All my all the information I get about Venice Beach is now from that German guy on
2: YouTube.
1: Um, that's it. I don't, think,
2: I don't think I'm familiar with him.
1: Oh, he's just—he's always going around, videoing the homeless cleanup and whatnot. Oh, uh, that was
2: okay. bad yeah. Yes, there has been a yeah a lot of press about that. Um, past couple of years, especially. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
4: but Venice is actually really rich in its cultural history, especially with music. The doors were formed here.
2: And yeah. I've always had yeah. a special
4: connection to Venice. Um, my parents actually uh, made me in Venice. <laughs> and then yeah, they, uh, they moved to San Diego uh, right before I was born. So I actually grew up <laughs> in San Diego, but I've always had this strong connection to Venice Beach and just beach culture in general because, you know, growing up in San Diego, I was lit- lived in a small beach town called Encinitas and I was always going to the beach. So Mm -hmm. when I came to LA, um, I came up here for, um, for school and I knew I always wanted to live in Venice beach. And that's actually where uh, Amir and I started dating and formed the band.
2: That's right. That's
1: awesome. That is so cool. When I got, I went to college in Boston. When I got out of school, I I said, man, I got to have the, I'm so sick of snow and, and just, you know, (laughs) No shade towards Boston, but they are a little rude. You know, people are (laughs) – every place has their thing. Um, But I wanted Mm -hmm. the opposite. So I moved to San Diego um, just because it was the opposite on the map. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody in San Diego. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I lived there for about 10 years. And, ladies and gentlemen listening, what this means when you move to San Diego – San Diego is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's very beautiful nice beaches and very nice people. Um, but it's a little slow and, uh, you tend to go to LA like every weekend if you want some excitement, you know, it's, well, at least that's what I found. Um, but you guys moved up there and then moved to the coolest place in the world, Venice Beach, and formed a
4: cool band that kicks ass.
1: Life could be worse, you
4: know? <laughs> Yeah, it's a. And Amir actually grew up in
2: Los Angeles,
4: but he was in the Valley, so.
2: Yeah, I was born in the Valley, but uh-huh. um, by, by high school I was definitely driving to the beach every other day, um, and then that <laughs> uh, mainly Malibu, and then definitely uh, you know started to come to Venice and the boardwalk in the mid uh, mid nineties to late nineties when I was in high school, and yeah, it just formed this really close bond with just the beach and the ocean and just going into the ocean and just. Yeah, so that's why you know that's. That's what brought us both here, and um, you know it even circles back to kind of like the theme of, of our new album, one with the Waking Sea, which you know, which uh, you know, we're always you know we always feel the connection with it.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely there's something. I, like I said, I grew up in the Midwest, man, and I've lived my entire life since uh, that, since leaving uh, Metro Detroit. I got to mm-hmm. have a beach by me somewhere. You know? I, I, yeah, and I never even go to the beach, but I want to look at it, you know. That's
2: uh Yeah, the air is <laughs> like something about yeah, the smell in the air, that bit of humidity. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's, it's,
1: it's, 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 I'm telling you, I've lived in some bad places. <laughs> <laughs> Cars <laughs> on fire and stuff, you know. Um let me ask you guys this. Now I always ask this of my musician friends because I find it fascinating. I, I'm very jealous of uh, musicians in the fact that you can create your art and have such a direct impact on the listener uh, or viewer, mm-hmm. you know, the the audience. And I think that's real cool. It's hard to do with painting. Um, it, it, it is, I and mean, you, it's kind of a scatter, a shotgun blast, and you hope you're going to hit somebody. Um, mm-hmm. But with music, it is. So like mm. were you guys always like were you music kids? Like were you the the people that you knew that music is what you were gonna be doing?
2: You wanna go first? Go first.
4: Um yeah, I kinda grew up in a little bit of a musical family. My parents weren't professional musicians, but they did play a little bit of guitar and my mom sang in choirs, so there was always uh, there were always instruments around the house. Um, so naturally, I kind of picked up the piano around like three or four years old, and I kind of took a break from there, but I got into singing and writing, and then I started uh playing guitar when i was uh when I was eighteen, which I thought at the time was too late but um you know I'm glad that that I picked it up and it's been a really integral part of of my songwriting now um and I also picked up bass a couple of years ago um playing in kind of really? a family band. My With my cousin, I play bass in his band, The Cabbies, as well, and Amir's playing on that as well. Um, but, yeah, I've kind of just always known that I love music and wanted to play music and started writing songs at 11 years old. So um, I definitely think it's, wow. it's something that's ingrained in my, in my blood. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was definitely obsessed with music um, as well from a very early age. Started with dancing. Um, my mom has amazing stories that she tells me uh about how like I'd be in the middle of an arcade and I just start dancing and I have a scar on my head actually yeah. from dancing to Saturday night fever uh, and hitting my head on a table when I was like two. So just really having a connection with it and then becoming like obsessed with, you know, with music. Uh, as I got a little older, I started, I picked up guitar when I was 15 and it was just all about, mm-hmm. just, you know, listening to albums just all day long throughout high school. That was really formative. And um, yeah. And just, you know, f- from there, You know, here we are, like, many years later, and um, now I find myself definitely, you know, more surrounded by what we're doing, and I I still, you know, definitely make sure I'm in tune with, you know, still going back and listening and sitting down and having that experience because it's easy to, you know, to sometimes forget how amazing that experience can be of just sitting down and listening to something really great or with headphones and it kind of takes you takes you to this place it just happened to me the other day actually it hadn't happened for a while it takes you to a place where like the same feeling you get when you're at a really great concert and you're just and you love the band and it kind of it kind of just takes almost like out of body slightly kind of like that experience mm-hmm. so yeah and that you know it doesn't always happen and it may not happen with the same song if you listen to it again it just i think it just depends everything has to be aligned like your mood and the song and the environment but when that all like aligns yeah it's really special this went off on a tangent, but
1: yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's nothing better than a good show. And, you mm-hmm. know, I tell people this all the time too, you, you know, when I don't want to sound real new agey or anything like that. You know, let's all align our crystals here, but um, because I'm going to, um, but no, there is something, it's hard for me to put into words that's, that's magical when you're at a good show, or um, your experience, Especially a show I've had it happen with albums a few times And uh, mm-hmm. listening to music But mostly it shows Where you see the band And, and everything's firing Everything is just boom 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 it, It's going man the way it's supposed to be And mm-hmm. there's this energy They're throwing at the crowd The crowd amps uh, that energy mm-hmm. up And throws it back yeah. to the band Yeah. And it's like tennis match starts happening And it just builds and builds Not every right. show, you're right, is like that I've been to some big-name shows where that didn't happen, and you're like, oh, everybody has an off-night, though, you know? Um, yeah. But when it yeah. does happen, it is cool. Yeah. That That's Those great. shows are the ones you tell people about at parties, you know? Oh, I saw such touch inside, It was amazing, you know? Um, right. So cool. Right. So cool. Yeah. And this is what uh-huh. you guys do. This is your life, you know? How how cool is
2: that?
1: <laughs> I'm jealous.
2: Yeah. It's awesome. It- it's it's amazing um definitely so still um i i do have um what i do for my day work is actually i work in the field of Mm -hmm. autism i've been doing that for for many many years 13 years so um yeah so that's really great and fulfilling as well but you know um luckily there's plenty of you know hours in the day to do all things and you know i do that part-time but um that, that's fulfilling in a way as well, but it is really nice to, yeah, to be able to do what we love. Absolutely.
1: Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Now, Gina, you um, – I, I want to bring it up. I, I, I hope it's not a sore subject, but um, it, it's in my press notes and it's on your guys' website and whatnot. Folks, by the way, we have links up. Uh, Little Galaxies has – they're everywhere on social media. We have links to all the stuff. And they're so smart because it's all at Little
2: Galaxies.
1: Um, so many fans have problems with that concept, but these guys do. we got lucky
2: with that. Uh, the main yeah. website. Yeah. Say again? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Yeah, the main website is, right, different. It's Little Galaxy's Band, and uh, the YouTube is also Little Galaxy's Band. But everything else is at Little right. Galaxies. Thank you.
1: That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I tell you, it's hard, though, because my wife, my wife, Danny, um, speaking of crystals, she's starting a, a, a crystal business. She's into all this stuff, you know. She's yes. uh, starting this with one of her friends. And so I'm sitting here working last night, and, and she was at her fr- – they went – they were having a brainstorming meeting, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those are always fun. So I'm sitting here mm-hmm. working, and the phone rings, and she's, she's like, hey – we're trying to figure out the Earl, you know, uh, they're kind of naming, trying to name their business to match the Earl that's available. That's not $5,000 mm-hmm. $5, because, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, <laughs> so then I was sucked into the brainstorming session <laughs> for two hours, <laughs> looking up Earls <laughs> and, or URLs and, Oh man. Oh uh, yeah. But it can be hard. But if you're in a, if yeah. you're in a band out there, listeners, Try to have everything match if you can. It makes it real e- a lot easier for your uh, your audience. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.
2: This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any
1: age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from
2: COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call
1: your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition, or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov.
2: Metal Babe Mayhem. Networking and more. Metal mans taking, taking over the world, one shirt at a time.
3: Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, earth's treasures brought to light.
1: Dot com, Very, very cool stuff. Check it out. folks.
2: Right. Yeah. And also, right. And also some names can be really hard. Like if you like Google them, for instance, like, like mm. if you're Googling like record company, you know, which I think is a band, um, you're going to get a lot of things that are not the band. <laughs> right. So, Yeah, that's something to keep in mind. I mean, another way to look at it is to just not care about that at all. But definitely, yeah, for for businesses, absolutely, yes. And just for bands is important, too, right? Sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, Gina, I wanted to ask you, um, this is cool, too. You know, because Gina didn't have enough going on, ladies and gentlemen. She decided to start her own record company, Coconut Spaceship uh, Records. (laughs) That's cool to have a business card that says that, huh? I don't have a record company. I don't want one, that I could get into clubs with that. Um, are, you, are you just um, doing that for Little Galaxies, or are you taking on other people?
4: Um, so right now I'm kind of operating as a collective structure, so we are just starting to release other artists. Um, but wow. I actually helped um, run Bonnie Raitt's uh, label um, previously. I spent three years working for an all-female run, uh, label uh, Red Wing Records, working directly under Bonnie's manager and doing business management. So uh, I had always wanted to start my own record label, and it just kind of seemed like natural timing after doing that. And then I also uh, used to put on events with Planet LA Records. We did a lot of live music events, and um, where we also tied in charities. And um, so yeah, naturally I, I wanted to start my own record label and. Um, With COVID and everything, it actually kind of gave me the opportunity. I had more time because we weren't playing shows every week um, to start the label. Um, And we actually have a lot of exciting things we're working on. Tonight, we're actually playing our first um, Coconut Spaceship uh, show. We're taking over the writer's room in Hollywood, where we're going to be doing some short acoustic sets. Little Galaxies will be doing a short acoustic set, and then we have like a Nashville-style uh, songwriters round, but we have uh, the Cabbies, wow. which is my my cousin's band I mentioned earlier um, that Amir and I are also playing, and uh, we just released his um, second single from his upcoming EP called Shoreline, and um, we have more releases coming from him, and then Niantic just uh, is releasing their first single off their upcoming EP tomorrow, actually. And then we have one more release next week um, from Tidal Days. So we have a few releases um, that we've been working on, but the goal is to, uh, yes, bring on other artists and support them. And I've been managing my band and doing our own press and uh, radio outreach uh, for years. So naturally, I just kind of put it all under the label and then help other people as well. And this is the first time we actually have worked with PR And Amanda's been amazing Mm -hmm. and very helpful while growing the bowl to have somebody, you know, doing the press outreach. since I'm used to doing that kind of inspiration behind um, starting Coconut Spaceship and just building an inclusive scene where women are welcome also because that's a huge issue in the, in the music industry. And actually only um, I think only 2% of record labels are run by women. Um, So I wanted to, you know, Make something. Which is dumb. That, yeah. and yeah, they're they're just and there's there's a, there's a lot of issues in the music industry, mm-hmm. women. And um, sorry, I think we're getting an incoming call. Okay. Um, yes, as far as even just um, you know female songwriters and performance, there's just a big discrepancy overall in the in the music industry with women. So that's something that I feel very passionate about. But I also don't want to do all women because I just want to include. Everyone, And it needs to get to a point where um, we can have 50-50 women and men on the bill, and that be a normal thing. Because right now, a lot of these festival bills, too, are really skewed towards, um, towards men. And then they'll throw, like, one woman on the bill, you know, to make them seem like they're being female-friendly. Um, or even they'll do all females on the bill. So I really want to make uh, an, an inclusive theme.
1: Speaking of weird phone stuff, oh, my gosh, I just got dropped. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh, my gosh. No, we were um, – oh, man. It, yeah, if, if that – I don't know what the deal is. Gwan is on the phone line or something, I don't know. But, um, yeah, if that happens, I'll just call back in real quick. Uh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to throw you off. Um, no, the last thing I heard, we were – you, Jay, uh, you were talking about – how um, you don't want to just do women, but it is important. It's a, it's a passion of yours um, to be included in the um, uh, to work with and whatnot with the the Coconut Spaceship
4: record. That's the last part I heard, and then yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what I said after that, but <laughs> on that yeah. note, I was actually playing in four bands before the pandemic, and like so often, I would be the only girl on on the bill at all. Um, so I think right. even if it's not even if it's not front woman, but if it's, you know, a woman in the band that's an integral part. I think just getting more women up on stage and and included in the music industry in general, even on the business side, um, that's something I'm really passionate about.
1: No, absolutely. I've had a lot of businesses in my life. I, I've always been um I think the last time I actually worked like like punched a clock or something was probably I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago, something like that. I've always been one of those. I was just raised that way. I have always Mm -hmm. had things where I, you know, ran things and worked things. Um, And I'll tell you, I've I've had a lot of employees over the years. And and I'm not trying to sound misogynistic or anything, folks, but I'll just tell you a simple truth that at least in my experience has been pretty consistent is um, I have found women that have worked for me, are much more detail-oriented than a lot of the fellas that have. And um, I don't care what business you're in, attention to detail is kind of a big deal, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Things don't get half-assed. Maybe it was just the uh, the woman I was working with. So, again, I'm not trying to, you know, I'll probably get emailed now and stuff. Ooh, what the no, hell, Jamie? <laughs> I, I've observed the same.
4: Maybe that's, you know, an innate skill that we have from just, like, Carrying children. (laughs) yeah.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what it is, but I've I've always been impressed with it. Because I don't always have, you know, that's been the struggle for me on some things. Um, But it's it's just what I found. You know, the cool thing, and the, the, the weird thing, too, is the music business, I mean, I don't think I'm telling any tales out of school or anything, but there can be a lot of creeps in the music business, too. And not just, you know, mm-hmm. coming on to women and stuff, but people trying to rip you off and this and that. You know, you hear stories all the time. And oh, yeah. um, it's cool that, that you guys have each other. Um, you know, a band is, is cool because you have a, a group of people and and everybody can kind of do due diligence or have an opinion on something and whatnot. It's different though when it, when there's a couple because you can get maybe a little more real with each other. I don't know if that's always the thing, but i found it to be so. Um, yeah, it's a double edged. Nice to bounce ideas definitely- off of somebody at three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that helps. No, you yeah, it's to
2: definitely. Call right, no, it is definitely um, both creatively and just on like the the manager side. Um, absolutely, yeah, checks and balances, and yeah, it is nice. It is nice.
4: Yeah, and being a couple, um, we've definitely had years to um to work on our working relationship because mm-hmm. um, you know, it's mm. like a mere double edged sword. Um but I think that we've really been able to uh attain a a healthy work life balance with each other and mm-hmm. um I'm really proud of that, you know. Um that's something we've definitely that's worked cool. on over the years. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's that's awesome,
4: you know. So, and and the cool
1: thing is, is uh, you know when uh, Amir's doing these these hired gun gigs and whatnot, uh, they can say, oh, is he bringing that his girlfriend? You know, and, and yeah, she's a powerhouse. So uh, put a smile on, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, it works out. It works out. Oh, man. Well, that's cool. That is cool. Well, we've got two tracks. Amanda wanted me to play. Um, hey, and by the way, folks, Amanda over at Trend PR, if you're in a band and you're looking for a PR company, I've worked with her for a few years now. And i got to tell you, they're the best in the business. Uh, these people could do a learning annex class or something on how to do this PR thing. <laughs> um, there's a lot of PR companies out there aren't very good. These guys are. <laughs> it's yeah, great.
2: They're great people, too. Great people, too.
1: Yes. So if you're looking for that, we have a link to them up as well. Hey, no, she wanted me to play. We've got two tracks. We've got um, "Waking Sea" and um, "Another World." Um, what mm-hmm. do you think we should hit people with first?
4: Um, maybe "Waking Sea" because that kind of leads into the album and, and tells a little bit of our, our backstory there. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic video for this too. Hey folks, Thank here you. Is. this is Little Galaxy. Waking Sea, check this out. I'm telling you right, well, just I'm gonna shut up. Just listen. <laughs> galaxy what a fantastic craft. and um an awesome video and I have to ask Gina. i gotta ask because um you know in another life i was i was kind of a car guy fantastic car you got is that your guy's car or was no. that just for the no. shoot
4: yeah that that car is amazing that is a nineteen sixty six chrysler Newport and we were actually <laughs> looking for a car um to rent and then I realized I need to just call my brother-in-law Joe because he's got um he has a bunch of cool cars. Car so, yeah, he's a car guy. Yeah. And um so right. I I reached out and I was just like, "Hey, do you have a, you know, a, a an old car I can borrow yeah. for this uh this video?" And we actually went down to my hometown Encinitas to film, and all those beach shots are in Encinitas, mm-hmm. um, and that's where my sister and brother-in-law live now. Um so he he got back to me in just a couple minutes and was like, mm-hmm. How about this one? And it was perfect. Sitting in his garage. Yeah, sitting in his garage. <laughs> also because I had <laughs> envisioned a, oh, a convertible and one that was blue to go with the whole kind of oceanic theme. So it was absolutely perfect. Right. And yep. the first time I ever drove a vintage car and it was super fun. Like it I don't know if you've driven a vintage oh. car, but it's definitely oh, yeah. different it you know like it's like a boat <laughs> it's, it's the weight it's the weight yes.
1: and yeah it, you know you're you're driving something it's like driving a tank or something you feel power with that you know and it isn't just horsepower it's just the weight. I uh when I first moved to wow. uh, Southern California yeah. I bought a uh an early 70s uh XJ Jaguar and nice. um, man i go like out Palomar Mountain on those little windy roads and stuff. It was fantastic. I felt like I was in a film noir movie or something, and it was just it's like driving a gun. It's amazing. Yeah, awesome. The cool thing about car guys, too, is if you ask them, their cars are like like girlfriends. Or all. They want to show them off. <laughs> you know, yeah. they do
2: all this work. Oh, yeah. He's super it's proud like, that, it, that it's in the video.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I know the type. He's probably showing his friends that video a million. They're like, yeah, we saw it, Joe. Come on. Come on, let's watch the new Billie Eilish on TikTok. Okay, no, we were talking about TikTok off mic, but I'm <laughs> there. me and you, man. We're right there on TikTok, yeah, yeah. man. Oh gosh! And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages.
0: Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com, that's www.l-o-v-e-s-h-a-c-k-a-p-o-t-h-e-c-a-r-y.com, as well as online
3: on Instagram
0: and Facebook, links are in our
3: website. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha.
0: Hey there, my name is Paige Beattie, and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for profit corporation that sells cancer specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non profit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please visit our website www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Roxgear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us.
1: Anyhow, anyhow. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And it fits right in. That is a beautiful video, too. It's a, it's a beautiful song. I, I mean, I don't know, um, like, effects pedals or something. You kind of got that echo on the guitar, it, or it seems mm-hmm. like it to me. Again, I'm not a music guy, so I, I don't know the,
2: the tool, no, you're, you're but it sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Yeah, there, there is an echo on the guitar, and then there are some. Um, there's actually some cello and violin in sections on the song. So um, if you get oh, like some yeah, it's um, so that's in there as well. But, but thank you, we really appreciate that.
1: That's awesome, and with Gina's lyrics too and, and voice, Gina, your pipes are amazing, man. Um, it's just oh, so iconic sound, haunting sounding. I love it, I love it. Um, yeah. Now the next uh, the next track, another world. Um, you want to give a little bu- uh, background on this one? before we play it?
2: Um, should I mention the... Well, since you mentioned the effects and the overall sound, uh, I just, uh, I'll just i say uh, that a lot of people who hear the song without seeing us live, um, they'll think that we have keyboards on it, but actually an effect uh, that is used there on the guitar is something that kind of makes the guitar sound like a synthesizer. So if you hear anything that sounds like a synthesizer, which you definitely will on this song, it's actually guitar. And if you hear something that sounds like a bass synth, that's our bass player because um, he is um, a sonic wizard, and he's able to get these awesome low-end sounds. And um, do you want to say anything about the song, Gina? Do you know, like, do you know yeah,
4: well, I guess the entire album was um, mostly inspired by a car accident that I was in, actually, uh, which ties into that whole thing right. of, of even driving and kind of getting back behind the wheel uh, in that Waking C video. Um, but Another World kind of was inspired by just the people that I was around who took me away from... Um, from what I was feeling because I had experienced um, injuries after the car accident and I had to take mm. a break from six. So um, it's kind of about uh, being around people who give you escape and who kind of take you to another world. Like they, they make you <clears throat> feel like you're, um, you know, they take away the worries.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Here it is, everybody. This is Little Galaxies, Another World. another world ladies and gentlemen little galaxies like I said it, it, every track on this album is amazing it
2: <laughs> thank you
1: that is no and exception you yeah. <laughs> know yeah, I wanted to ask you you brought up uh the car cra- the, the the car accident and whatnot um, i I have never been in anything that serious uh, in, in an automobile or anything like that but I have had a couple things uh, in my life that have have worried me a lot. Um, uh, about two years ago, I my arm started messing up, and um, I got real worried because if something happens to my arm, uh, JamieRocks dot you know dot com stops.
3: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know,
1: there's no more painting yeah. if something's wrong with my arm. And yeah. you know, it's basically, ladies and gentlemen, it's all a house of cards. <laughs> one thing no it's it's not that bad there have been times (laughs) but no you know you, you get nervous about this were you nervous after this car um this car accident that maybe your time on stage and stuff that was it I mean did you worry about that
4: I definitely did and music is also the way that I um like project my feelings and express myself. So just not having that put me in an even darker place, I would say. So I knew that I, right. I needed back to music. And um, the first six months I actually couldn't put weight on my arm because of the impact from mm. the, the air. So playing guitar um, helped me heal my arm actually, because keeping active and having something to, to work towards actually really helped heal me, I feel. Um, So I I felt like even if I didn't get back on stage, I just had to keep playing music regardless because that's how I, I channel my emotions.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, that's heavy stuff, man. It is heavy stuff. And, you know, I don't know, you know, people that aren't, they call it creative content makers now i I hate that phrase but but artists you know musicians and stuff. i I don't know if they get it you know it's it it's really scary when your livelihood and your expression and your identity weighs on your craft you know if something happens mm-hmm. that can stop and it's uh Ooh. scary stuff, scary stuff well you went you yeah, came through right. it though Gina. you came through it. You
2: know, she did. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and Amir was by my side so the whole time.
2: So,
4: you know, I, I have cool. a lot of gratitude for Amir, and I think that also it not only did this inspire the lyrics on the new album, but it also inspired the music because Amir was there experiencing everything with me, and I think that brought some substance and heaviness to the record.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree.
1: That's awesome. That is awesome. I am. I have become, especially during the pandemic, I ran out of things to watch on uh, the, your main streaming things. I We watched everything, I think. Um, and my wife into true crime. I don't think a crime's been committed in the last 50 years. We haven't watched a show about it. Um, oh, my gosh. Made me a little nervous <laughs> yeah, for a while. I'm like, really? Strychnite again tonight? That's what we're talking about? Um better watch myself, you know. Yeah, Anyhow, I started watch. Well, I I started watching all these shows on. Um, I guess they're shows. I don't know what else to call them. I'm an old man, um, but these 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 episodes on YouTube, and all this weird stuff. I was, you know, weird. I was watching a cowboy who cooks and over a campfire for a while and whatnot. <laughs> and then I'm like, got bored with that, you know, because I'm not a cowboy and I don't have a campfire. But I started watching this show about um, music production and um, everything that goes, you know, involved in, um, you know, studio space and whatnot and on the production side of things. And I found it fascinating. Fasc- it is so complex. Um, I just had this really greater uh, um, appreciation for all, but, you know, I've always just listened to music, um, never given much thought of how it was made. And, right. Uh, I and, mean, you know, I got to, that's why I was listening to your guys' album, and I'm, I'm like, ooh, I hear that echo. I Ooh, I wonder if that's a pedal mm-hmm. or effect or, you know, because okay. I've been watching all this stuff. Um, I've been watching no, – John Taylor, the bass player from Duran Duran, has a show that mm-hmm. breaks down, you know, songs. And I'm like, right. watch. I don't play bass, but I find it fascinating.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's cool, right. the music that's- you guys make.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you know, there's definitely a lot of nuance that goes into it. And since you, you mentioned the, the production side. um, So, you know, there's, there's, you know, so many, it's so hard to define like producing, you know, so for instance, like Gina and I are co-producers on the record um, uh, and are, and we worked with Sejo, uh, Sejo Navaja, the four street recording in Santa Monica. And, um, you know, we, he's our, our engineer and he produced a record with us. And so, what it is, is, you know, there's the pre-production, which some big producers with bands, they'll do in advance. So, like, when the song is really just bare bones, they'll help develop the song. And um, mm. so Gina and I did that part, you know, just uh, some, you know, over a long course of time, some quicker than others, and then, um, you know, fine-tuned it with our, our amazing rhythm section, Andreas and Lucas. Um, you know, they're amazing. And so but then when you go into the studio... Because, like you were saying, the production there's so much that goes into it. And nowadays, a lot of people will try to, you know, record at home, and that's, you know, and that's great. But there's, it's, you know, because you are, you know, able to write a song, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily able to engineer it well, right? So it, there's so much that goes right. into that, and Se- Seho is able to bring out the sound that you know we we make in the in our, you know, when we're rehearsing or when we're playing these songs, and to really just transfer that to the record and just do it. You know, in a way where he captures the nuance, you know, and he, you know, and he's able to, you know, just get that really great just sound, you know, to just capture all that and to capture all that nuance. And I, you know, we're really grateful to him and Fort Street for, you know, having uh, our album sound as, you know, the way it does. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, it it was very impressive. It's very impressive. Let me ask you guys this um, real quick, Uh, especially with Waking the Sea or Waking Sea um mm-hmm. waking see not waking see, but waking see um when i hear that you know i'm like everybody else out here you know we hear it and we're like man that's perfect <laughs> you know that is mm-hmm. nothing must have been on tv last tuesday they just sat down and wrote a hit song um very impressive you know but i know as a painter when i'm working on a painting people see the finished product and they're like oh yeah that's mm-hmm. great you know Sometimes, and sometimes they do come real easy, and and that's great. And I celebrate that Mm -hmm. because it's rare. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most times, they fight a little bit, and I'm ready to throw the canvas on the ground and jump up and down on it, you know, put it in the street. Um, But they never see that because they just see the finished thing, you know?
2: Uh,
1: Let me ask you like on a track like Waking Sea, did that one come easy or did it fight a little bit? We don't know because it sounds perfect now but it's the end process, you know what I mean? It's, we're, we're, we're seeing it complete. When you guys were do, working on that, was that
2: an easy one or was that a hard one? What would you say? Wait, I can talk about it. Well, as far as uh, musically, um, that's a song that started to develop like, I think uh, maybe I came up with the riff, like, years ago, maybe, like, 2000, or 2015 or 16, and then it was very wow. raw, um, and so it definitely did come quite a long way. Also, because that is one of our maybe simpler songs musically, so uh, so it really comes down to the nuance and the instrumentation of making sections pop. Right. So making it dynamic or adding in different textural elements, like, for instance, bringing in um, Phoebe, uh, Phoebe Silva and Ken Oak on strings, um, violin and cello to add those textures to certain parts or to, you know, if it, it, it's like the nuance. Right. So like uh, mm. is kicking, kicking in uh, a loud overdrive on his bass, like a fuzz on a certain section to really make it pop. So those little things really, uh, you know, came into life closer to when we started to uh, be ready to go into the studio. So um, it definitely, uh, it definitely, yes, did evolve. Um, I feel like all the songs definitely did because um, how they, a lot of them were written to start like just on a, on a guitar, for instance, and then just as the layers are stacked, but you're right how some of them will just come and the finished product will be kind of as it first appear, like the song on our first, Record from 2013 called Patterns. We have a song called Safe in the Storm, and um, so Gina, you know, because our songwriting process is really just playing in the room and having whatever kind of comes to us. So a lot of it stems from improvs mm-hmm. instead of like, sitting down with like a pen and paper and saying let's write this and you know. So listening right. back and then just developing them. That song Safe in the Storm, it kind of just came out and it came out because a lot of time when you're improvising, you know, you don't have this complete arrangement like a song. You just have like a riff but that came out and just the right. whole arrangement and the chord changes. And it was just, it was like this weird thing, I mean, but it just worked. And so that barely changed at all. So you're right. Just like, I guess, as you're saying, uh, when you paint, how sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes it just comes out and that's just what it is. And it's just, and, and you know, you feel like right, you awesome. don't need to put any more thought into it. Yeah, That's cool, man. That is cool. Well, you know,
1: it's, it's fantastic. And I'm telling you folks, if anybody's listening out there, that are in the uh, the greater Los Angeles area. Gina mentioned it earlier. You got to get down. You got to go down um, to the big show tonight, um, the uh, Little Galaxies at the Writer's Room. Um, on their website, littlegalaxiesband.com, you scroll down a little bit. There's directions, the whole thing. And, um, and there's no cover tonight. There's no that's cover. Right. No,
2: that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no cover. It's, it's an awesome place called The North End. Um, and then our... Our good friend Greg from Greg and Good Company. He hosts the writers' room every Wednesday there, so he's um, he's kind of turned it over to us tonight and to have Coconut Spaceship host. And it's our it's our first performance of any kind in a, in two years. So Gina and I will be doing three songs, uh, acoustic. So really just breaking the songs down, no effects. You know, just so uh, nice. We're excited. Yeah, thank you.
1: You know, the cool thing about that, I have a friend of mine, I, I have a lot of, like I said, I used to hang out in a lot of nightclubs, um, so I have a lot of friends that are in the, uh, the DJ world, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's a uh, pretty big-time DJ from, uh, he's, he's from Sweden, a uh, Swedish guy, and we were talking about music and hit songs and this and that, and he goes, let me tell you, Jamie, let me tell you, he goes, if you can play a song on an acoustic guitar, uh, like camping with your friends, and everybody likes it, that's a good barometer for a hit song. That is, so, if it can be. True. That is, yes. Yeah, that's you know, say. and so when yeah. when you guys are saying you know no effects, I'm going yeah, but still it's going to be awesome, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <'Cause laughs> listen but to it you. with the effects. <laughs> oh my god, you know, <laughs> um, that's cool. That is cool. So that's tonight, folks. That is tonight. Like I said, no cover. Good date night, That's you know, we'll have to buy some drinks, but uh, other than that, (laughs) it'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Well, that's cool. When do you guys think, no, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire or anything. Uh, Well, no, the album's out. What am I saying? The album's out. People can buy the whole album now, right?
4: It is. It is out, yes. Yes, and we actually have a small run of CDs that we printed for anyone who still has a CD player. <laughs> yes, so some people
2: like still do. <laughs> uh, but we do, do plan to print
4: vinyl uh, next
2: year. Yeah, we plan to have a vinyl release nice. next year. Um So yeah, we have a limited run of CDs, and um, you know, for people who, you know, just want to even just hold the album in their hand like we used to. <laughs> but uh, but right. yeah, vinyl right. by next summer, hopefully. And, um, yeah, and you can, uh, you can, oh, you can get the cool, CD man. directly from us at littlegalaxiesband.com, or you can uh, stream or download the album anywhere where you stream or download. Very cool. You can also download very, very it directly cool. from, our, from our website if you just want the, you know, just the download. Yeah. Absolutely. I tell people that all
1: the time. They're like, where should I buy uh, the music, you know, the band you had on the show? I'm like, well, a show is great. There's always a merch table, and you can pick up a shirt, mm-hmm. too, um, usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I tell them, I, I'm like, Spotify and all these places are great. Don't get me wrong. I, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can buy directly from the artist, especially independent artists, they and for those, I'm not going to tell people the big secret of how much they get paid <laughs> by Spotify because it's just
2: depressing. Oh, it's Spotify, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. point zero zero if you can buy directly from
1: the from the artist do that folks they get a lot bigger piece of the pie there um than the streaming sites it's just the way that works and you know um, yeah we want to support as as we can
2: yeah no thank you definitely not getting that support but it's even nicer having just that connection, you know, just that tangible, like right. packing up the CD and sending it to the person who bought it with maybe like mm-hmm. a note and, a and something. So there's that connection that happens, especially like if they're buying like the CD or when we have the vinyl, you know, and downloading is obviously fantastic too. And appreciated. But yeah, it's It's extra nice when you have that extra connection with, you know, with the fan.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I will add, though, folks, you know, if you live in Timbuktu or something and you can't get to a show or whatnot, um, you know, if, add, if you dig an independent artist, uh, you know, a cool band or something like that, it helps a lot. And the, it's the world we live in. That's what I'm told. Um, it helps with the algorithms if you add bands to your playlist, like on Pandora, mm-hmm. or Spotify, things like that. Um, so definitely do that, but like and right. share their social media as well, because chances are yeah. your friends are going to dig what you dig, because, you know, your friends, you have similar interests and whatnot. Um, very, That's very cool.
2: Yeah. because it's important to support um, show support within the community because you can't, you know, really expect support, especially from other artists if you're not doing what you can to support them when you can.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
2: you, know, res- you well,
1: know, very cool. Well, you guys rock. You guys are cool. Turned up to ten. I know I kept you longer than I was supposed to, but <laughs> you're fascinating to talk to. And um, so to you know, I can more. easily do one of those three-hour Joe Rogan things with you guys. You guys are cool. <laughs> um, but we, we get you got to get ready for the thing tonight. I get, it. I get it. I get it. First show in a year and a half, two years. Oh man, pressure is on. Yeah. Um, it's but it's probably not pressure. You guys are probably excited, <laughs> huh? To get out
2: and play. Both. Yeah, there, there's always like the little bit of like, you know, depending on the show. There's you know excitement. You know, some some shows there might be slightly more pressure, but yeah, that all kind of goes away the second you start playing. So right. uh, and it ter- it turns into like something really positive. So, ideally, usually. I get <laughs> Yeah. I get nervous
1: before every show. I've probably done 400 art shows, <laughs> uh, you know, over the years, and I still yeah. get nervous. Uh, my big fear is that somebody's going to show up with a box of tomatoes and
2: start, you know, <laughs> I'm
1: not, not the baby, them at me. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh that man, would, I'm that
2: kidding. That would be artsy, right? I mean, the tomato only answer, splatter. Absolutely. <laughs> as
1: long as it's and on a, a blank yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Right. There you go. And then we could sell for a lot of money. Very, yeah. very cool. Well, folks, <laughs> break away tonight, us. guys. Thank you. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. You guys are awesome, and I can't wait to hear more. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Little Galaxies, they're so cool. Check out the links. Click, uh, you know, do what you can to support, and uh, help get the word out. Help get the word out. This Thank episode also, will be converted that... to a ap- – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh,
2: Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say uh, we can't, uh, we're can't. really looking forward to seeing your art. So, uh, yeah, I'm spending oh, time. Oh, yeah, 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 I,
1: yeah. I will definitely send a link over um, just as soon as the show's over. Very, very Great. cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the pod – wherever you listen or download a podcast, I can pretty much guarantee with pretty good confidence and certainty – that we're on there. We're on over 478 different podcasting platforms. Um, you know, it's just, it's crazy. I, I don't know how that happened, but it's, it's very cool. Um, so, yeah, and also just a little note, you know, I mentioned the links and everything um, to the littlegalaxiesband.com and, and their various social media and whatnot. Those links follow the podcast. So if you're in the future and you're listening to this, listening to me right now on Spotify, Hello from the Past click on any of those links and it'll get you right, to, uh, right there to where you need to be. Um, so yeah, it follows the, they all follow the, uh, the podcast, uh, the show in the podcast form. Very cool. We'll, we'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, actually we don't have a live show tomorrow. We have a pre-record of a fantastic, um, they call it dark wave. It's kind of uh, you know, disco death uh, you know, imagine you're listening to a really wicked cool goth band, um, you know, with synthesizers and uh, and a beat. So um, they're called Corlex. They're on tomorrow. I and trust me, folks. I really appreciate you listening because last Saturday I got up wicked early um, because it was an eight-hour time difference uh, to do this show. So thank you for listening. <laughs> We will see everybody next time. Have a good one. Bye. Little Galaxies, people. Check them out. Bye,
4: everybody.
3: This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio.
0: Anna Olly Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto.
1: Hej då här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks.
0: Love Talk Radio.